0: Welcome to the official Leverage Redemption After Show, a very distinctive podcast here on Electric Now. I am your host, e l Teagle. I am joined, as always, by my incredible co-host, Felicia Michelle. Hi,
1: yo! I'm so pumped for episode two.
0: Me too. Today, we are going to be chatting with... Christian Kane. We also have more from John Rogers and a little bit more from Aldous Hodge. Of course, we're going to play some games. We've got amazing fan art from you. But first, we are discussing Season 1, Episode 2, The Panamanian Monkey's Job.
1: Let's get into it. Well, that's right. We are discussing it today, but we have to stop first and give a spoiler warning, spoiler alert if you haven't already watched the episode. I'm not really sure what you're waiting for, um, but head over to IMDb TV and check it out and watch all eight episodes. Listen, like watch it over again if you've already seen it, because there's probably something that you missed and that we'll discuss on the after show.
0: Absolutely. Let's get into the quick cap Uh, with a new team member on board, plus the arrival of Hardison's genius foster sister. The team heads to Panama to pull an elaborate heist before an evil billionaire can get his money and flee to a non-extradition country. I uh, really love this episode. I like to call it part two of the premiere. Yes. Um, So let's get into this storyline. This is our first episode in new orleans we start in nola and then we go to in the Panama. big
1: easy first off like new orleans is literally the best city si- one of the best cities in the entire country so and i saw they were going there like having ties with louisiana i was like yes let's go um because then I know it's going to be a good time and um we're going to get di- a variety of accents because there's different types of people that live in new orleans and so, you know we kind of um got to see that i love when our team gets to act uh and then we get to see a reoccurring you know villain we see maxwell again um Still trifling. Right. Still trifling. Hasn't learned anything. Still Uh, trifling. (laughs)
0: You're right. Uh, New Orleans is such a really great place. And I feel like through this show, we've seen different cities. They do play a big part. They are a part of the city. And we get to see it. And I really love that in this because it is somewhere new. It's not Boston. It is isn't L.A. It is not in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we're in New Orleans, uh, but we are going to head to Panama to to steal money from the unbreakable
1: uh, vault. Where all the terrible, horrible, thieving, trifling, conniving people of the world keep their things for safety. Yeah, I really
0: like this idea that um, all of these dictators and drug lords and, and, you know, mobsters, they all are like, well, here's a bank for us. It
1: reminds me of Despicable Me. No, seriously, though, like it was like they had a convention. They talked about it. They were like, "Hey, you know, I go to that booth over there? They're selling like really great um security for like your fortune in case you know people rise your terrible person and try to revolt against you." It feels like it could be very real.
0: It, it probably is. <laughs> it probably is. Um, I mean, as we heard from John Rogers, uh, there is a chance that it is.
1: Yeah, they do thorough research for this show. You know, a lot of things are ripped from it. Again, like back with Maxwell and the opioid. Um, crisis that his family kind of you know not kind of definitely facilitated mm-hmm. um and I, I it's like evil never dies i always say that and that's like why the show is so great because there will always be a bad guy because even if you already got defeated kind of in episode one but like no, 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 I'm not done yet. I'm going to get the little bit of money that is hidden now. And how about Harry, like, it's like, oh, no, uh-uh. I know where the bones are buried. Like, let's go. And I, I I, love him in this. I liked I liked him in the first episode. I love him in the second episode. Oh, wow. I do. What do you think changed for you? That he understands now, for episode one versus episode two, he just wanted to right one wrong. And now I mm. think he fully grasps the idea more of what the team actually does and what it act what it really means to 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 do right, to right your wrongs. Like he has a, a deeper understanding of that because now he's not questioning things anymore. He's just kinda like, okay. And he also understands his role on the team like is you get a short end of the stick. You we don't know you like that. <laughs> um yeah, there might this might blow up with you in it, but um that's all you need to know.
0: Right. Yeah. I do also <laughs> like that our villain that Maxwell went from this kind of evil uh, you know thinking things through kind of character to like on the run all that matters is he's got to get his money and he's got to get out like he doesn't, he doesn't do much more Oh, he than spiraled.
1: That. He definitely spiraled. Right. He definitely spiraled.
0: <laughs> um, We also get introduced to uh, my new favorite character, our Brianna. new favorite character. <laughs> Brianna shows up. She tailed them. I really love the way we introduced her with the drone, seeing them in their spot in New Orleans before we go uh, and see the drone again in Panama. I really enjoyed that. I think it's I have questions about um, how this... I mean, I know she's in her 20s, but, like, she's a child. How did this child get to
1: Panama? I've never been on the run from anybody or anything. I'm free and clear. But if I were on the run, I would be doing everything I could to, like, get away. And that's a safe space for them because, Mm -hmm. you know, she talks like about, like, Parker. Like My favorite line in this whole episode is Parker's like, yeah, I always teach kids to steal. Like, (laughs) you know? And we get to see... Um, a cool maternal kind of relationship mm-hmm. develop, where Parker like has to, like trust herself to take care of someone else, and she is very childlike herself. So I think that's like a hard concept for her to wrap her mind around. But I feel like that Parker Brianna pairing is something really special, and it just you know it's their family, their family. Yeah, she taught her, she taught me how to do this at eleven. It was like, oh dang. <laughs> No, you're totally
0: right, and I think it's a Gen Z thing
1: um, for sure. That I'm like, I don't get it. She said, "Actual, what did she say to him? The actual like skills, like hacking is so useful (laughs) skills I have with um social media, which is like literally." You can do anything on social media. Absolutely. And it's horrifying, but miraculous at the same time.
0: <laughs> um, and you're right. And she does have useful skills. She does figure out the what they need. They need to launch a rave, essentially. They do need EDM. Um, we do have a quick mention of Wilson's daughter. Uh, and I, wanna, I want everyone to make a note of this because I feel like this yes. is important. I'm going to come back. Like a little Easter
1: egg there for us. It
0: has to be. We're learning more about this character. So he has a child. Where is this child? Tell me more. Tell me where's more. Where's the mama? Where is right. the
1: where's the child at? What's going on? What's what's happening? Um, but that's like just speaks to the show's like, you know, character development. We mm-hmm. get so involved, like, in these characters of this show and so like you know we get just bits and pieces and that's how we like grow to love people like I, I i love the character already but i'm looking forward to finding out what that motivation is like that backstory
0: i want to talk more about brianna um because she's our favorite she's our favorite um, <laughs> and the the idea of this edm rave that she sets up real quick and then the scene um where she is confronted and has to hold her own um and sophie you know doesn't talk her through it she just gives her the nudge that she needs and i think that it was so well played in terms of the acting was incredible the writing was incredible but also the story wise it made sense to me um and it it works so well that brianna was like i got it i know what this guy needs and she handled it so beautifully
1: yeah but it's like kind of like you know she she's the apple's not falling far from the tree and sorry siblings mm-hmm. siblings wise they don't always say how they're connected we know that there's like a, like a foster background with that family but anyway um she doesn't fall too far from how like mm-hmm. she reminds me very much of like Hardison season one like I can do it I don't need your help I yeah. I can do it I can figure it out and it's like hold on there, young buck. You don't really <laughs> know it all. You're kind of, you know, making some small errors. Like when she didn't know the pomegranate right away, She's yes. like, uh, 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 fumbling. And we, we've seen that, but I think this is going to allow a real space for her to, to grow and learn when to trust herself, when to lean on the team. Right. Um, Because she's been by herself and doing it on her own, you Mm -hmm. know, for a while. I mean, obviously not well if the FBI is at your grandmom's (laughs) house. But, you know, she's been on her own for a while too. So it's going to be interesting to watch her character development growing in a part of a team, growing as part of herself and representing a whole different generation. Because this show has never had this generation represented. I mean, the show came out a decade ago. Now we have, you Mm -hmm. know, new young blood and the internet is totally different. You can't... Don't wear a side part, straight middle part, and no, and not skinny jeans. Way to shame me. Well, I mean, Brianna's, Brianna will teach us all things yes. during this during this season, I'm sure.
0: Um, but you're totally right. It is very reminiscent of Hardison season one, and it is reminiscent of all of them. You know, when we when we started the show in, Leverage season one, they came together, and I think it's in the first episode or the second episode where Nate says, "I know, um, I know what each of you can do separately." I know what we can do together. And I think that that's really beautiful. And so now Brianna's, we know what she can do separately and we're learning how she can work with us.
1: Also, it's exciting when you get a new character and also not just a new character, but, you know, a new actor that's a part of this family. And literally, I don't think anybody we've talked to so far hasn't raved about Mm -hmm. this young woman, about how amazingly talented that she is and about, like, her trajectory. And so it's going to be really cool from a fan base, it's like to watch her grow in her character and then to watch her in her career because, you know, we get to watch these characters literally grow and change in other parts and other cinema and things like that. So I'm excited to see what's ahead. And she's just captivating, like, geez. Like, how you just get on camera like that and just stop the room?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really nice that we got to kind of get to know Harry in the first episode, and now we get to know her a little bit better, and so we're not as focused on Harry. Um, that said, we do have the moment in the beginning where he's getting the file. Um <laughs> I I love this moment where Lola, the receptionist, uh, you know, Lola from Nola. (laughs) When he says, when he says, you think I I quit this job to go gallivanting with thieves? And she's like, that'd be pretty cool. And he goes, that would be pretty cool. I absolutely love that moment. Um, I do have some fun Easter eggs relevant to this uh, moment for us um the uh harry's file is in a safe as we know and the safe is behind a, a horse painting and that horse painting happens to be one of the paintings from bad samaritan which is um an electric uh, entertainment property directed okay, by Dean cool. Devlin so that is super <laughs> cool um also as he comes out and he is being saved um, by uh by Elliot uh, and there's a line about the cavalry that is a callback to uh, season one episode five the bank shot job
1: well you know I've been binge like binge watching it yeah, right. again okay wow well, I, didn't, I didn't catch that one that yeah. was good yeah that was a really good one okay I wonder if anybody else if you caught that like tell us because I need to know like right how detail oriented i mean people like love this show so if you caught it let, let us know i'd like to know
0: yeah we love sharing the easter eggs with you we want to hear easter eggs that you have found as well and of course we will be doing some more easter egg hunting during bingo in just a bit at the end of the episode um we have you know the scene where sophie is ready to say goodbye Yeah. but it, i mean if you've seen this show at all you know that it's never just it's one always job.
1: yeah it's like it's just this one
0: just this just one, one. Um so she says the reunion is ending and it's a um they ask why make it a a reunion tour a yeah. few intimate shows I love this metaphor it's beautiful because we're in this beautiful space that Hardison has bought for them um that was a property that belonged to a client of Harry's that did not did not get did away not with it yeah. um And so now we have this really great space and we're going to keep going. But Maxwell is on the run in the end. And it reminds me of the original series again. um, And I wonder if we will see Maxwell again the same way that when we started the first uh, season, we did see um, some of the characters, the big villains again what do you think I don't
1: I don't know and I say this not be not for storyline purposes, but just like logistics of where we were in the world you know they shot this during COVID like mm-hmm. you know I mean we're we're still in it but we're like really in the midst and the height of of the pandemic and so I wonder how that will play along too. I know that it did like affect some things you know as John told us but um so that's what I think first. So you're like, hmm, I wonder if they'll come back. It'd be cool. And I think ultimately we want to always see justice and vindication in this show. And that's why a lot of people watch it because we want the bad guy, the bad person to suffer. And until we see that suffrage, like we, like you're going to want them to come back and the team to be able to get them. And also like, you know, our team is like so focused on being excellent and, and, bringing people to their form of justice you know they like, don't get it twisted they're not good guys they're just bad people that do things for good people mm-hmm. and and they're gonna want to see that too so i would ultimately yeah i would like him to get, get what he deserves like
0: right people died not just get what he deserves but i want to see him again because
1: he's not gonna forget that this team did this to him he when he said you guys did what was supposed to be impossible. Mm-hmm. You broke into this, and this was supposed to be... He thinks he's really smart, though. Right. So I feel like he's going to try to come back and like be smart, try to like, use like their powers against them or, or something like that, like, outsmart the team, but that's they're too on it. You can't do it. It's so impossible. funny
0: that you say that, because he does think that he's smart, and yet in the second episode, I feel like he was... Dumb. Like the first episode, like, yes, he's this evil, you know, manipulative
1: art buyer. Art buyer.
0: And now we see, <laughs> no, the reason he is so, um, so focused on being seen as, as this patron of the arts is because he isn't, he isn't that bright. Oh. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about the actual con the breaking into the vault um, we got to see all of our favorite bits all the best parts we got to see Elliot punching people we
1: and flipping to... <laughs> his hair because that, that goes together it yeah. goes together
0: um, we got to see Parker um, and do you know she's breaking stuff down like the cat burglar she yes. was like
1: bending her out that was hilarious
0: we I'm also sorry. got to see Elliot
1: <laughs> at an event I loved that. that that's awesome yeah my favorite Part of that like whole scene is when she's like, "You should have worked on your burglary skills." I told you to work on your burglary skills, right. babe.
0: I my favorite part is Hardison talking her through the lasers. Yeah, it's <laughs> crack. So, it's so beautifully done. Um, it's seeing her manipulate through lasers is very fun, um, but seeing her do it where she can't see them is even more interesting. Um,
1: and having someone else literally talk her through it is fascinating. That was, she said, it smells like lasers. You know you know what it smells like? It smells like cinnamon. I was like, do lasers smell like cinnamon? I went to Google it, and I was like, this is not. I mean, I waste Google's <laughs> time asking Google this question. I won't do it.
0: Well, I'm going to ask it to the people at home.
1: Do, do lasers smell like cinnamon? Do, do lasers? I don't know I've never been in the predicament um, I haven't either but because the writers on the show do their due diligence <laughs> I want to believe that so if I smell cinnamon I'm like they are like she was also very unimpressed she was like we're still using lasers it was like you had like it was a flip phone or something, something right they had a flip phone to use it was hilarious
0: yeah um, I loved everything about again the two as I'm calling it the two part
1: premiere I really loved it, it was, well there's one part I didn't really like love what part did you not love um, Hardison having to show them showing how spread thin he is, mm-hmm. and as soon as they did that, I, you kind of anticipate what's coming down the pipeline, and Brianna coming and with a similar skill set that that she believes is better mm-hmm. <laughs> than 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 her brothers, and understanding like we might not have the show exactly how we want it for the entirety of this season. But I'm still appreciative for being able to see the team whole in the beginning again and not having to wait for that moment. I agree with you. And I think that
0: Hardison leaving is um, a bummer as a viewer, a bummer bummer. for the story. But I think that the way it was written was right. It was right for the role. I think that the way that um, Elliot explains, (laughs) of course, Elliot uses a (laughs) chef metaphor, Um, and I think that it's really beautiful this idea that he is he needs to be doing what he needs to be doing he needs to not be focusing on the little things and and they have someone else who can help so it's okay to, to step back I think the hardest part for me is to see Hardison and Parker separate yeah because I know how much she has started to rely on him, right? In the original series, by the end, they, they were they were a team. They were solid. And so to see that they've been together all these years. That's a long time, too. Right. And now to go their separate ways, <laughs> even though it is the
1: right thing for the world, it is difficult because I want. I want them together that that is difficult but it's kind of it just speaks to the backstory that we don't see about what they did in all this time because yeah. now we know hey you're really helping with serious things from around the world not just one person that they're helping like we're like they have internet what they said 12 international teams mm-hmm. or something like that um so when you put it into perspective like that you're like hey you have other things to do I thought it was a good learning lesson for life too because a lot of times when we evolve and we elevate ourselves we still all try to do all the different things that we did at every level and and new levels will require new things from you like relinquishing control and trusting a team of people or delegating work as opposed to you doing everything yourself so i thought okay that's a little life lesson i took from that you know it's okay to relinquish control um and to trust what you built in the hands of people who you built it with and just continuing to do what you need to do like you can't do everything not everybody can do everything but you can do what you do exceptionally well and let other people do what they do well too. So that was my little life lesson I learned from that. And I just had to take something positive because I was really sad. You don't understand. Like I yelled at the phone. I was like, no, no, you don't have anything else to do. And I was like, you do though. You do, you do have stuff to do but I want you to stay. What
0: a beautiful life lesson, Felicia.
1: I just try to take positive things out of negative situations. And yes, a negative situation for me is a character that I love leaving a show. And that's just my portion.
0: I I love that. <laughs> I think that's a beautiful way to look at it. This was a
1: really great second episode. Um, any final thoughts? Just ready to see... How our two new team members really gel with everyone i I'm enjoying the slight hazing i'm I'm hoping that it continues because um you know I like playing the dozens like joking with people so I enjoy that part um and also too, it's not that easy it's not that easy to get down you can't be gang gang that easy like you have to like go yeah. through some things you have to learn some things you know your heart is in the right place, your mind's in the right place. Um, but I, I'm interested to just see more of them together.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. The hazing fits perfectly. I think that it, it's it's um, sharp and pointed at Harry and deserved. And Brianna, it is um, lovingly teasing, and I think that it fits
1: perfectly. Well, because she was never a bad guy, right? She's she was never like a horrible person. Like. She's
0: the little sister, so we we treat her like a little sister. Whereas Harry deserves what he is receiving.
1: Yes, like until you <laughs> until you do right by us, right, we're just gonna give you a hard time, or right by the people that you did wrong to, you know.
0: Yeah, I have one more Easter egg I want to oh, share. Cool. Um, guest star Dan Cortez was an actor in a pilot that Dean directed called The Brain Trust, which can only be seen on the Electric Now app. Nice. So after you watch this, you could definitely go check that out. Um, but don't go anywhere because we will be back with Christian Kane. Welcome back. We are here with the one, the only Christian Kane. Hello.
2: Hey, Hi. thank you so much for having me. Thanks I appreciate it. Here. Thank yes. you
0: for being here. Uh, Elliot Spencer is a beloved character. Wow. I mean all of your characters are beloved. They're also all very punchy. Um, how how are you feeling <laughs> physically? How are your fists? Are you okay?
2: I'm getting you know, the arthritis hasn't set in yet it's uh did that just happen on yeah so it's uh i'm okay man i gotta be honest with you i grew up in a uh in a in a town that uh you have to use these to for social we didn't have instagram and myspace and so you had to use these to kind of move up in the in the in the uh rank that's exactly <laughs> it man especially you know i'm i'm older so that's how it goes
0: yeah uh, in the second episode, we get to see a lot of, um, you know, a lot more of where the team has been and what they've been doing. And we talk a lot about all the different skills that they have picked up. Uh, have you personally picked up any of the the thievery skills?
2: I love this. I love this question, to be honest with you. Here's the gig. Um, he hasn't. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Hardison's come a long way. Uh Parkers come such such a long way this and that we're they're, they're better at what they do and they're better at it together you know what I mean and so it's it's really a nice thing to watch them evolve and stuff like this uh the thing with Elliot and I don't want to get too long winded but it's i, I remember the uh, Nadine haters who does wardrobe for us she walked in she had all these looks for for Aldous and she had all these looks for Beth and and the whole team was sitting there you know the 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 team that makes this thing happen and she walked in with a picture of elliot from the first season just one picture and set it down and she goes if it's not broke don't fix it and everybody <laughs> applauded and I, and and they said you're absolutely right elliot doesn't change and let me tell you why leverage redemption it's about redemption parker's stolen a lot of stuff alice has hacked a lot of stuff i sh- or, you know alec hardison has hacked a lot of stuff all these people have done a lot of stuff. Elliot was a serial killer. You have to remember that. A lot of people don't remember that. He's killed a lot of people. So there's never going to be redemption for him. There's never going to be an answer. So he's, no matter what happens to these other people, he's going to continue searching for how to make this right, which he'll never find for the rest of his life. And that's where redemption comes in for him. It's something that's unattainable. And so he doesn't change. He's still the same guy that's looking for the same thing he started with when, you know, Nate called him to do this when when Timothy Hutton said, "Hey, let's let's put this team together." He's still going to be there, so
1: flipping hair and throwing fists. Yeah,
2: well, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. I get mad about it as Elliot, but as Christian Kane, I love it.
1: I know, it's awesome. Um, What I really love, too, is, like, you're right. Like, you saying that really shed a whole different light on that. I'm listening, like, oh, my gosh, I never really realized that Elliot will continuously be on the search because he's taken life. And yeah. you can't bring life and after you've taken it. And I don't see Elliot deciding to be a dad at all, no. um, but no. I love the the food truck thing. I thought that was so cool to like watch someone's gift um, kind of grow and evolve, and then help with it. Like I think it was veterans. He hires for the food mm-hmm. truck. Like I know. So he does his parts in like small ways that are like, I like that he's like kind of sit back, like not take a bunch of credit and be boastful. Because everything that we find out that basically Elliot has done through this time is not from Elliot. It's from his counterparts. You know, they're like, oh, he did this and he did that. Or you see that guy over there every single day he makes it count he he clocks in and does the work you have to be like him
2: and i'll never be clean to that (laughs) if you're if you're leverage fans you remember that line it's like i'll never be clean to that he can Mm -hmm. never wash his hands and be done i think
1: it's an ache though it gives you a little ache for him because you like you love elliot and you want to be like we forgive you but we love you.
2: I know, I know. <laughs> but the fact it, it wouldn't be Elliot if he if he if he got a pass. You know what I mean? It just wouldn't be. And and that's the that's the that's why you know, when I was 13 years old and I got down on the side of my bed and prayed that all this Hollywood stuff would happen to him. I wanted to be an actor so bad. It, it wasn't about the money. I just wanted to play so many different people. I said, "Well, I'm going to be a jet fighter. I'm going to be a cocktail." I'm going to be a bartender. I'm going to be, I'm bringing up all these Tom Cruise things that I looked at <laughs> when I was younger. But it was like, it was something that I wanted to do. And I, and I realized that like 13 or 14, I said, why, why don't I just be an actor? Cause I can be all of them. And that kid that prayed by his bed, hmm. that this would happen to him was praying for this role. This is the coolest role in Hollywood. We're we're not flying around. I know Aldous has got wings on above the rock right now, <laughs> just flying around looking like Hawkman. And uh, all this other stuff, but we have no special powers, but we're still all superheroes. And it was the coolest thing in the world back ten years ago to play a superhero with no powers, but we were still superheroes. And this is the role that I came to Hollywood to play. And Dean Devlin, the producer, gave it to me, man. And I just—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's been a blessing and to have this come back. It's it, more than words can say. We're just all so happy. And it's a huge family. And, yeah, I'm talking too much, but go no, ahead. No, you're
1: not talking. You're <laughs> no. talking about something that you're passionate about, and this show is passion. If, you, if you're if you a viewer of this show, a fan of this show, you are passionate because these are like things that tar- like tug on your heartstrings, you know? And I, I say it over and over again. This is not a, a team of good people. This is a team of bad people that want to do good
2: things for good
1: people. and so. <coughs> And that, and they created a family around this. And so no, you can't look. It's always gonna be talking about family, and you can't talk too much about. Well, how if you're gonna talk about is. family,
2: let's talk about why the show works. The show works because at 15 hours, some you know 12 hours is a day, and and a lot of people think that we go home after like five hours and just hang out and you, you uh, wish, wear robes and drink <laughs> drink uh, martinis, but we don't. It's a 12 hour day. We usually worked 14, 15 on leverage. At the end of the 15 hour day, we've just all seen each other. We would go out. Beth, Aldous, Tim, me, Gina, we'd all go out and have dinner. Aww. And we would have a couple of drinks, and we would go home, and we'd wake up at 6 a.m. in the morning and do it all over again. We never got tired of each other. This is a family. Two years ago, two years ago, Aldis was in town because Aldous works more than anybody. Aldous happened to be in town. Gina happened to be in Los Angeles. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> we all went out and we had dinner. You know what I mean? That's how close of a family it is. It doesn't work like that on other TV shows. Trust me, I've been on them. It just doesn't work like that we we all want to be around each other and when we're all together we have dinner yeah. and this was before leverage was picked up this was after leverage was canceled it's like you know all this stuff. it's just a family and so to go back on a set with people you love and people you root for there's a lot of times where as an actor you go up into the spotlight it's your time to shine other actors will try to steal that stuff and we don't do that. We step back. We promote them. We let them shine. And that's the difference between this show and other shows, man. We're all rooting for the person who's in the spotlight at the time, every single one of us. And I was watching uh, an episode with Dean the other day because he wanted to show it to me, and, and, and I was watching. I was like, isn't it crazy, including Noah? Like, it, you know, every, every single one of us is acting off camera. That normally doesn't happen. Mm. Every single one of these people, if you cut to them real quick, they're still acting off camera. That's the caliber of actors we have on this show. And it shows, man.
1: You guys have seem like a, have a strong synergy. And like you're talking, I'm like, I wonder if that is how this all develops. I mean, people believe in manifestation, all different types of stuff. I believe in vibes, whatever you believe in, right? It just seems like y'all are so cohesive. It would have been... It just, y'all had to come back. Yeah. I think when you left, everyone was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are we about to do? What are we going to watch? Where are they going as our team? That's
2: a fun thing. That's <laughs> that's something great to bring up because the actual truth of that is that we didn't get to say goodbye. We didn't get to say goodbye as characters. We didn't get to say goodbye as people. Mm. And to be able to, we were like, wait, we thought we were going back. We thought we were going another season. We 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 were off air we won the people's choice awards damn it <laughs> over the walking dead and a bunch of other stuff you can't you can't give us an award because we're not a drama we're not a comedy we're not you know this and that this and that this and that we're all those things wrapped into one so we're never going to be up for an emmy because there's no category to put us in yeah but people's choice award we won it by far and we beat the walking dead which is like you know this and that and then we didn't get picked up and it kind of killed us because we always thought we were going to be able to say goodbye in our own way. And yeah. we didn't. And now we don't have to.
1: Yeah, you, It was a see you later. <laughs> you didn't know it was a see you later. No, but,
2: but it really got to us because Parker wanted to say goodbye. You know, Hardison wanted, I wanted, Elliot wanted to say goodbye. And we didn't get to do it. We said, we'll see you next season, kind of what was going on. And we didn't get to do that. And as people, for the Kaniacs out there who I love, my friends and family, the Kaniacs. I didn't get to say goodbye as, El- yeah. as Elliot Spencer. And like I said, now we don't have to.
0: Thank you so much, Christian Kane. That was so exciting. Hair flips and fist. It was amazing. We are so excited because we still have more coming up. We've got bingo game and more interviews, so stick around.
1: Stay tuned because we have more with John Rogers. But first... Let's play bingo. Yo, tell us how to play. Yes, so we made a bingo board and we released it on our Twitter at
0: After Leverage. You can download your own blank one um, and fill it in however you'd like. We have some suggestions on things to keep (laughs) in there. Um, We are so inspired by Leverage, uh, at Leverage OT3. So we made our own bingo board. Um, We changed it up a little bit for the second episode. We removed the drinking um, because that was really a Nate thing. Uh, but added something for Brianna. So here is what we found in the second episode. Uh, Parker picks a lock. Mr. Wilson is confused. That's one of my favorite bingo yeah. spots. Uh, we have a nerd reference with the Picard tug. Um, <laughs> we have some original series references. So- see, Sophie mentions to Parker that Brianna is out of her depth, just like Parker was in Serbia at the adoption agency. And don't get me started on Hardison as the Iceman. <laughs> um of We're course artisan. we have yeah we have parker and event we reference nana we have the amazing birds i shot um although i took it off we do have drinking in this one i did take yeah, it off okay, the board a
1: little bit
0: um and we do have a very distinctive sound which is not on the bingo board because that is the name of our podcast but it should be
1: very distinctive yeah
0: so that's the bingo board for episode two uh let us know how you did did you get a bingo or a blackout um and if you put something on your bingo board that we missed or if we missed something on our bingo board you can let us know at after leverage on twitter and instagram
1: yeah tell us if we missed something because i mean literally this show is so fan-driven like you guys are experts on the show too so if we miss anything just let us know we're all family here right yeah
0: So that is the bingo board. Um, But don't go anywhere because we got to sit down with co-creator and consulting producer John Rogers, who's telling us a little bit more about our favorite character, Brianna. (laughs) Um, So check that out. Let's talk a little bit about another new character. I want to talk about Brianna.
3: Yes. Everyone loves Brianna. She was great. Like first dailies, I'm like, she's going to eat the show alive, man. She's so good. Elise is so good.
0: Um, I agree. Um tell me about the choice to introduce Brianna and how her character was evolved.
3: Well, we it's interesting because we originally had a first episode where we did both of them. And the script was so dense. And it was 70 pages. And we're like, "Oh, but you don't want to cheat. Harry's emo and you don't yeah. want to cheat and you have Harry's emo and Sophie's emo in the first one." And it's like, "Well, look, we we often do kind of two-parters. Why don't we do it that way and introduce her and she was contractually she was couldn't be in all of them anyway. So like, all right, let's Let's take advantage of that. Let's let Harry sit, and you understand him, and then we go and we meet Brianna, and that way she doesn't get cheated. And she gets, you know, all these great scenes of the second one of just cockiness and lovability and physical comedy, and she just gets this kind of showcase the range. So by the end of the, the episode, you're completely, you know, in love with her. And, and making her a very much sort of comes from uh, the generational thing of, you know, when I'm on YouTube, I'm watching you know, 16-year-olds make robots. And I'm like, well, this is plainly, this feels different, because I have a physics degree. I did computer programming in languages that don't exist anymore. You know, when we did the original show, Hardison, we had hackers in. We had people from DEF CON. But, you know, it feels like at that time, 8, 10 years ago, it's like, oh my god, computers surprisingly take up a lot of our lives. Look at how this guy has access to this surprising part of our life. Now we all just have it. And so in our pocket, pocket, you know, uh, as a friend of mine is always like a friend of mine said when people go, Oh, you know, it's the future. Where's my flying car? Where's my flying car? And he's like, I don't know. Ask the piece of glass in your back pocket connected to all information on earth (laughs) that can locate you within three meters anywhere in the globe where your future is. Um yeah, and,
1: not the Jetsons. Yeah.
3: But it's I mean, the yeah, you know, Gibson, the future's here, so it's not evenly distributed. But it was that was the idea, was also there's only so many ways you can make typing interesting. And it'd be cooler to have her doing builds, and it'd be cooler to get the stuff that we eventually did with Hardison in the first show, which was show him working more with his hands and doing builds. She's kind of starts from that place.
0: Yeah. Um, I think what's really fun is that she uh you know, wants to show off her relevant skills, as she says. She is the new young kid. Um, I think Gina described her as a puppy.
3: Yes. (laughs) Uh. Yeah. But it's, but a kind of cynical burned out puppy in her own way. Um, That speech, I think it's in the third episode she gives about what her life's been like was originally in the first. I wrote that in the first, then we moved it to the third. So it had a little bit of room to breathe where, and it made me feel like my nieces and nephews are in their early twenties now. And, Yeah, man, we handed them just a a really crappy world on a plate. And we should acknowledge that, and they should be allowed to verbalize that. And and anyone who knows me will tell you the first thing to set me off when somebody goes, kids, today, you have no idea what they're trying to deal with or what emotionally they're handling or economically they're handling. And so, yeah, we wanted to make sure that Brianna, who is fun, much like every character needs a bottom, that is her bottom, you know, the first show is like, let's change the world. And this show is like, can we change the world? I think we can change this piece of it, you know. But but that's part of the losing your naivete, right, is learning that it's never a win. It's a long series of wins, and it will take multiple generations. And, you know, it's tragic to say, but you will probably be able to reboot this show 20 years from now. <laughs> You know, I I know
1: we would we would in our ideal world would hope not. But we know that the forces of evil are very strong. Evil never dies. Yes. exactly.
0: Uh, I'm torn because I want more
1: episodes, but I want the world to be be better. World peace. I want world peace. Well, I mean, you
3: know, now it's but but look, I think that's one of the constants is no matter um, what you what you change, everything else changes along with it. And so, you know, good people changed along with it, too. You know, uh, I was just watching a great Anthony Bourdain sent in Libya, and he's talking to some of the people over through Gaddafi, and they talk about how they, and this is, of course, 10 years ago or whatever. It was during the first leverage, I remember that. And they said, oh, yeah, we were using Twitter to tell NATO where to do airstrikes on Gaddafi. You know, and then at the same time, forces of evil have created millions and millions of bots so they can swarm social media sites and drive traffic to propaganda. You know what I mean? It's, a, it's constantly a battle. And I don't think greed is going to cease to exist 20 years from now. And unfortunately, that's, that's what drives the problems of the show.
1: Mm. Is, was it a specific reason that you ch- first off, well, Brianna comes on camera and even before she speaks, she just is very captivating.
3: Yeah. She's great eyes. She shoots yeah, well. Just, yeah, just, just
1: very great. captivating. Um, so it's interesting, we you know the Hardison has a background of, you know, like being um, in like the foster care system and being yeah. in a home that's multi uh, Denomination. denominational. Yes. And I, we could only assume multi um, ethnic, too. Is there yeah. a reason that you chose another person of color to. to... Well,
3: she was always going to be an actor of color. We yeah. Want, uh, uh, but, and it was interesting because we did go, okay, um, you know, we have not necessarily had, we had Asian representation on the last show, but we didn't have Asian representation on this show. Um, And we sort of started doing the casting. It's like, well, now are we saying we're removing a black character and not replacing a black character? Like, where where are we living in here? And it coincided with Dean was doing the auditions across all these different ethnic groups and at least just kept popping up. Like, and Dean's like, it's her. Like, he yeah. just knew, it's her, it's her, it's her, it's her. And so, yeah, I mean, it was. It worked out well. We thought it was, um, we thought it was in the context of the show, in the context of the story, in the context of the characters. Because
1: she, me- she, she meets an intersection of being a woman and also being a, a woman of color and also being a woman as a part of the LGBTQ Community too, so she's an intersection of this. And you know, we don't really in STEM and in in those industries, you don't really see a lot of women. You don't really see a lot of people of color. So I didn't know if that was on purpose. If well, it, we'll it, say give, we'll give you. We'll I'll say I think that was on purpose. I was like that's when I saw. It, I was like, oh my god, that's so genius because there. That's a niche of people who aren't really represented in that area.
3: It, it was it was good. We always when we were writing the characters, like, well, because of the way that the times were back in the day, it was hard to get. Gay characters on the show, mm-hmm. and and not from us, from various network and producerial reasons, and it's actually kind of nice now. Um, like, and it started to ease up, so we could make Cassandra gay and librarians, and it slowly eased up, eased up more and more. And, and it's actually kind of nice. One of the things I mentioned before we were talking that um, we actually went back and grabbed the Christine Boylan script that we weren't able to shoot the first time, and the victims were uh, a gay couple,
2: mm-hmm. and it was
3: kind of one of the reasons that, that we got a little shoved back, and this time we actually got to do it. And to get to do it with a gay character, it's just, it's, it makes I mean, a lot more sense. That's a little
1: bit of leverage yeah, as he exactly. forward. But, but
3: yeah, but it was very much like, you know, people talk about representation and it's like, well, you know, is it forced or not forced? It's like, well, I'm a boring old white guy and I have four trans friends, um, you know, and two non-binary friends. Like, like this is just representation now. Yeah. This is just people around you cast it that way. Uh, And then, you know, as we said, winding up as as someone from the, uh, you know, uh, a person of color, that was always intended. And then at the same time, we we kind of always uh, as part of the STEM, I have a physics degree and half the people in my class were women. And most of the engineers I knew who went on to do engineering as opposed to other jobs after engineering were women. So in my head, it's like, that's just that's just STEM like that's just you know we don't see a lot of female engineers on TV and specifically an engineer somebody who yeah. builds and makes something so let's rectify that and by the way uh, this was not all my choice this was all came out of conversations with Dean and Chris and Kate and just well, you know, th- we were, those
1: are important conversations that yeah. should be had when putting a show together
3: yeah the, all the characters are lenses on your themes and in particular hitting that generation making sure that generation that we have handed this world to was represented, was a big part of it, and in that case, it's like, okay, well, what does this generation look like? You know, and that generation doesn't look like me. So.
0: <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit more about uh, having queer characters and, and non-binary characters, maybe. Can we expect to see more of, you know, one of the big things people love about the show are, are the ships. So can we expect <laughs> to see
3: a ship for Brianna? Uh, y- you know what? Wow, can I? I'm not going to do spoilers, uh, but um, it's a plot point and it comes up. So but it's interesting because we, one of the challenges is always we don't do a lot of recurring guest stars. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, um, you you don't want to bring someone on and then have them disappear. And it's like, oh, you just brought it on for one and you can't can you know, you're not going to address it again. It's like, no, we literally can't afford to hire that <laughs> actor again. Like, that's not us trying to dodge something. We just they're gone now. And, and particularly shooting during covid. That was a four week process. Unless an actor was based on New Orleans, it's a two week you know, quarantine, oh, quarantine in. And,
0: yeah.
3: Week and a half shooting, two weeks out. I mean, for, for basic cable rates. So so you know, I am there was not a week that went by. I was like, I can't believe they're doing this. I can't believe they're pulling this off. And I was on production meetings and I was doing helping with rewrites sometimes. And I'm like, this is this is literally impossible. And somehow yet humans are in front of cameras every single day. But but I think yes. Um, Uh, both peripherally as a thematic element and also directly as someone uh, that she gets interested in. You will absolutely see that.
1: Okay. Stick around because we have more fan fun to share with you when we come back.
0: When we got a chance to sit with Aldous Hodge, we could not resist to play a little game. So we asked some rapid fire questions, had him think quick on his feet. So please check this out. Favorite emoji.
4: The Hmm, emoji.
0: Favorite character Hardison got to play?
4: Uh, might have to be the Iceman.
0: Preferred platform?
4: Instagram, easily.
0: Favorite person to follow on Instagram?
4: <laughs> I got a few favorites. They all are my bloodline, mom, brother, my sister.
0: Favorite breakfast food?
4: Hmm, ah, hey. Lord knows I'll be skipping breakfast, but there's some sweet potato pancakes that I've been having lately that I really enjoy. So it's either that or grits.
0: Last text you sent a cast member.
4: Ah, it was to my co-star on Black Adam, Sarah Shahi, uh, texting her that we are going to support her new series on Netflix.
0: Preferred pizza topping.
4: Damn. I love, like, Sausage, I also love mushrooms. Yeah, it's a tough one between the two of those.
0: Pool or beach?
4: I don't really go to either, but I'm <laughs> gonna say pool.
0: Summer or winter? Summer. Night in or night out?
4: Most like at night in.
0: In an alternate universe, what other leverage character would you wanna play?
4: And I can't be Hardison?
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, I would probably play Nate. Yeah, probably Nate. No, nah, nah. actually no, nah, i take it back. I'd be Parker, definitely Parker.
0: What show do you wanna see Leverage crossover with?
4: Ooh, uh, <laughs> I've never thought of that before. I have no answer, you stumped me there. Leverage crossover, I'm gonna come back to that.
0: Dream guest star?
4: My brother, my brother Edwin Hodge. I mean, he was on one show, but we didn't get to work together. So I'd want him to come back so we can actually work together and be in the same scenes.
1: Well, yo, you know, like I know that this show would be nothing without the fans. And some of the fans are so talented. So we have some fan art from Lisa for you to check out right now. And if you want to submit some of your art to contact us, Go to Twitter, um, I mean, everyone has Twitter, right? Or IG, at After Leverage, or you can DM us at Yell Teagle, or it's Felicia Michelle, and send us your art. We want to see it, you know? Even if you got a little stick figure, it might not make it on the show, but we are still excited that you're excited, right?
0: Absolutely. (laughs) The official Leverage Redemption After Show is part of the Electric Surge Network on Electric Now. We recommend checking out some of our other original content, like Inglorious Trexperts, the 430 movie, and Best Movies Never Made. Finally, a very special thank you to Bill Ritter, Patrick Meany, and everyone at Electric Surge Network, our producers, Natalie Michelli, and of course, Dean Devlin, without whom this show would not be possible. Thank you again to our incredible guests. Uh, We had Christian Kane, and of course, another clip from John Rogers and Aldous Hodge. And of course, next episode, we have Beth Pricecraft joining us, um, and some more exciting scoop. course, we're going to have fan art and games. We'll tell you the bingo board. So join us again next time. Until next time, I'm Yale Teagle. And I'm Felicia Michelle. And this has been a A very very distinctive distinctive podcast. podcast.